Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Insider 20s Podcast with me, Lauren Snyder. Today's episode is going to be a little more vulnerable. We're getting deep. Finally, it's the season, the new year. And this year in particular, I've got to say, was probably one of my favorite years. It was the year that I moved to Tampa, the year of so many new beginnings, new friendships, new memories, so many things. I could do like a whole podcast episode recapping 2023 in and of itself, but Today's episode, I wanted to be a little more vulnerable and just get really deep with you guys because I'm a deep person. Like I love a good, vulnerable, deep conversation. I want to share the five truths. I think there's five truths. I don't know. Anyways, it's going to be five truths. It's either five or six. And also after you listen to this, I really encourage you to take inventory of your life this last year and write down different truths that you learned or different pieces of advice that you would tell yourself. Um, from this year because I think it's really important to look inward and just reflect and maybe you come up with areas of growth and really looking inward and taking inventory of your life I think can help us grow so much and help us set intentions as we head into the new year. I love nothing more than a fresh start but we'll just dive headfirst right into it kicking it off with the hard truth number one. This one goes out to all of my fellow overthinkers out there. Believe me, I'm a chronic overthinker. So reminding myself of this truth helps me out so much. And it's the mere fact that only you can control your perspective. I know it really does sound like the most obvious truth, but as someone who constantly overthinks, just hearing this truth and reminding myself of it gives me an immense amount of just ease and peace because I'm like, you know what? No matter how hard and challenging the situation or circumstances, all that I can really do is control how I view it. No matter what energy I put into it or how much I try to analyze the situation or circumstance, it's not going to change anything around me. The only thing I can do is control what I'm thinking and how I'm viewing it. This next truth really hit home for me about two years ago. The reason as to why I bring it up this year as well is because it also really rang true in a different sort of way, but a similar scenario. So I'll give you a little backstory. About two years ago, I was in a situationship, relationship, I don't even know, honestly, but it was a long situationship, let's just say that. And I was tolerating too many things that were just unacceptable. So many lies, excuses, everything, you guys. And I look back and I feel for that girl two years ago because I know that I was in a very unconfident state of mind during that time in my life. I let this man, I don't even want to call him a man, okay? I let this boy literally ridicule me and just make up excuses, lies all of the time. These excuses got to be literally comical, but I let it slide almost each and every single time. And because I did that, it didn't stop him. He was like, oh, she tolerates it. She doesn't get super mad and blows a fuse when I lie to her or I make up excuses as to why we can't hang out. I'm just going to keep doing it. And because I was tolerating it continually, the behavior never changed. And he just thought that was how he could treat me. He could just half-ass the relationship. And that's exactly what happened. And getting out of that relationship, I was at the lowest of lows because I'm telling you, a woman who is sure of herself and a very confident woman 
would never tolerate a man lying to her, coming up with excuses. She would just say, you know what, moving on. So at this point, two years had gone by, here we are, it's the beginning of 2023. I'm like, wow, I have done lots of healing. I feel so confident and just so self-assured about where I'm at in my life and incredibly content. I'll get back into the dating game. So I go on a date with this guy, we hit it off, whatever. A couple months down the line, we start dating and he treated me so well. The complete opposite of what I had experienced a couple years prior. And that is because I was truly so confident and just self-assured with what I deserved and what I was going to tolerate in a relationship. I knew that I was no longer going to tolerate lying, excuses, any funny business. Like I knew what I wanted. So I had those standards set. And if they weren't met, that's okay. Moving along. And I think it's important to keep your standards, have them set and find someone that is going to match your energy and truly treat you how you deserve to be treated. There are so many people in the world. Why settle and make up excuses for someone that's not going to give you your all, their all and truly treat you how you deserve to be treated? Obviously, it goes vice versa. You need to treat someone how you want to be treated as well in a relationship and give in order to get. And it also goes for friendships as well. But because I wasn't tolerating any funny business and lies and excuses, this man never gave them to me. So that's why I wanted to include that truth within this year is because I truly showed what I was going to tolerate and that's how I was treated. I was treated in such the utmost respect and treated truly like a princess because that's what I would tolerate, you know, princess treatment, baby. So I just want to give that reminder to you guys, whether it's about friendships or a romantic relationship, family relationships, you will get what you tolerate from people. So don't let people give you BS in your life, make up lies and excuses, because that's not what you deserve. And the more you tolerate it, the more it's going to happen. So cleanse those people out of your life, get reconnected with yourself, build that self-confidence. I think that helped so much too, is just not having people walk all over me by tolerating the bare minimum and such bad behavior. When I stopped letting myself tolerate that, it really helped me build myself up and see my worth within my own eyes as well. This next one solely has to do with dating and relationships, and it's to not fall in love with potential. So simple, yet so true. So often, I feel like we create ideas and just this image in our heads of who we think someone could be or who we could be together, and we just make up this whole scenario of what our perfect life could be, and if they were just this one way, it would all work out, but do not fall in love with that potential of someone and wait for it and stay in a relationship because you have this idea or image of who or what they could be because at the end of the day, you cannot change someone and their true colors will always come about and actions always speak louder than words. I cannot emphasize that enough. Actions speak louder than words. You can talk all that talk, but if you do not show action, of what you say you were going to do, then that's nothing. And don't let someone's words sweet talk you into staying into that relationship. If they are truly going to put in that actionable work and show you that they love and care for you by even just like the little chivalrous things, opening up the door for you, 
going on walks with you, just taking that time out of their day to physically be with you, that's an action. But if they say, oh yeah, we'll spend more time together, but they don't do that, don't fall in love with that potential of, oh, we'll spend more time together once he gets his new job and he's done job hunting. Oh, we'll spend more time together once he moves to the new city. I just got to wait a year until he actually moves here. Like, do not fall in love with that potential because that's going to close you off for maybe something that's better for you in your life and let things come into your life as they are in that moment and in your reality. I think that's huge. I feel like, especially as girls, we so often get into la-la land of thinking we're going to marry this man, predicting our future with him after our freaking first date. We're like, how does our first name sound with his last name? Like, come on, we we all do that. But sometimes you just gotta dial it back, reel it in. I've had to remind myself of that continually and a friend told me that this year. She's like, don't fall in love with the potential of who this person could be. And it's so hard, especially if you're going through like a breakup and there's no clear cut answer or closure and maybe the breakup came out of nowhere or you just don't really understand why you have to go through this breakup because everything seemed so good. Let the breakup happen. Do not try to force it. Do not try to change the person because at the end of the day, you can't. You cannot force someone to be with you or force someone to love you. You don't want someone that that's an option to break up. You know what I mean? Like, be true to who you are. Don't fall in love with that potential of what it could be and just let things flow into your life without trying to force it. Kind of bouncing off that last truth, this one gives me an immense amount of comfort. I personally believe in a God, so whatever you believe in, you can switch the wording around for whatever suits your beliefs, but I believe that God removes to replace. I'm certain that God will never take something away from me without the intention of replacing it with something so much better because that is just what he does and that is what he has done in my life and I know that he will continue to do that. There has been so many moments reflecting on my entire life where I have had something that felt so good and then maybe it was just instantly stripped away from me. That could be an opportunity with work, a situation, friendship relationship, whatever it was. And when it was stripped away from me, I felt frustrated. I felt uncertain because it's easy to feel that way. However, little did I know there was something so much better for me on the other side. Maybe I didn't realize that for a week or a couple months or maybe even a couple years, but had that thing not been stripped away from me, I wouldn't have experienced that much more valuable and greater thing that came into my life. Having that faith that God has something so much better for me really leaves me a feeling of peace and just like serenity, honestly, because it is so easy to feel frustrated. Like maybe right now you have a troubling situation with your job or trouble with some relationships or friendships. Maybe there's just hardships in your life right now that you feel as though you can't get over those hurdles, but know that you will not be stuck there forever and the right doors are going to open for you at the right time. And I think just having that sense of knowing maybe this isn't for me right now. Maybe I need to focus on something else and trust that when this relationship is meant for me or when this better career is meant for me, that it'll come into my path and I can't force 
what I can't handle right now. And that in itself just gives me an overwhelming amount of like gratitude and just overall joy and peace knowing that I can barely control much of my life. All I can control, again, going back to my first truth, is my attitude and my perspective to what my reality is in this current moment. The final truth I learned this year is that being busy does not mean being productive. And this was so hard for me to come to terms with because I'm someone that loves to have so many things to do. I operate off a high stress level. Like, I love having a plate full of things to do because if I don't, I kind of will just sit and wallow in my thoughts. And I realized within this last year, I think it was like August, maybe end of August, I was in like a two and a half to three week rut, hands down the longest rut that I had ever been in. And throughout that time, I realized it was because I had been keeping myself busy with things that weren't necessarily productive things that were going to move the needle forward, especially in terms of my career. I would keep myself busy with different things to do around my apartment, organizing, running errands, little tasks that didn't necessarily need to be done during that day. But that was a way for me to distract myself from my actual productive work tasks that needed to be done because maybe I was feeling very stressed out with work. So my version of you know, getting away from my stress and kind of alleviating that is running errands or taking care of those smaller things on my to-do list, which is actually counterproductive because it just stresses me out more since I'm filling my day doing things that I don't necessarily need to be doing. I'm just keeping myself busy, but not really being productive. And those two and a half weeks, I learned it's so important to prioritize rest and allow your body to take those days to just be still, have a little couch potato type of day, creatively recharge because obviously everything that I do for my work is off of my personality. I need to be creative. I need to be on, but I can't constantly be on if I don't give myself that time to recharge and just feel refreshed. And I was actually listening to a podcast, I think about a month ago or so, And they were talking about how they think the wellness fad and trend in 2024 is going to be about rest. And I think that is so important because we live in a society where hustle culture is definitely romanticized and just over-advertised, I guess. You just always see people doing something, creating the next big thing and hustling to their goals, which is very amazing and inspiring, but we don't show the practice of rest and the importance of rest enough. We live in such a high stress, highly anxious environment as well. So prioritizing that rest is so important because that's going to creatively recharge you and just really make you feel kind of at your center and within yourself again. So I've been trying to incorporate more days where I recharge and just truly relax. Actually, before we wrap up this episode, I do have one truth that I want to end off on because it kind of goes similarly to the last one that I just chatted about. This one, I guess, is more so a piece of advice, but it's the truth that you are never too busy to acknowledge those smaller things in your daily routine. I know it's so easy for us to get wrapped up into our daily routine. We get so busy with life that we'll just go through the motions. And sometimes our routine, believe me, I have felt it so often throughout this last year, it feels very mundane. And you're just like, 
wow, my life feels quite ordinary right now. I do the same thing every day, every morning. But when you start to just take time to acknowledge the smaller things in your morning, maybe you start to intentionally read or journal in the morning with your coffee. That's personally what I started to do um, probably like a couple months into the year. And I've made that my routine every morning to wake up 30 to 45 minutes earlier than I typically would to take that time for myself to journal, to read, to enjoy my coffee before the noise of work or emails and everything else coming in and flooding my day and taking my attention away from me and just intentionally starting my day off on a positive note. It has changed the game, you guys. So maybe you're not a morning person. You could just do it at night once you shut work off for the day. Take some time to turn on music and cook yourself a nice meal in the kitchen, something different that you haven't cooked before. Anytime I was feeling a little off or like in a rut, I would challenge myself to make a new recipe or check in with areas of my life that maybe felt quite mundane or ordinary and put some energy into different habits or tasks that I usually do in my day and how I could like romanticize those tasks. I think at the end of the day, like, Yes, life can feel very boring and mundane, especially when we do our daily habits, but that's why I love to romanticize the little things in life, like making my coffee in the morning, putting it in some cute glassware with my glass straws, enjoying a book in the morning, little things like that. And I know it can sound like very cheesy, but like that is what brings me joy. And my cold brew in the morning is what gets me up out of the bed in the morning and makes me feel so good my workout classes that I go to so whatever it is try to find joy in those smaller things in life because you're never too busy to notice the joy in the mundane and another thing that I really like to do also if I'm feeling a little off or in a rut I actually got asked this question um, when I was live on TikTok the other day someone's like what do you do when you feel like you're in a rut like what's one of your go-to things and instantly what came to mind is going to the beach and just like intentionally having a very slow morning to myself or enjoying sunset. Being in nature is honestly the root of everything that makes me feel so grounded and just reconnected. So I'll also go for a walk. Um, sometimes I won't even listen to a podcast. I'll just like bring my phone with me for safety issues, of course, but I won't go with my AirPods in and I'll truly just enjoy being in nature. I think that's huge. So that's something you can do regardless of where you live. You can get outside, go for a walk, no phone, keep the phone in the pocket, no AirPods, and just enjoy the sounds around you. I think it's easy for us in this day and age to be inundated with so much noise and it can feel very refreshing to just shut it out sometimes. Get off social media stop having something that you're constantly listening to. I mean, I get it. I live alone. I always have some sort of background noise, whether it's music playing or a podcast or a show on Netflix or something, but to just shut it out and be in the silence sometimes, it's so good. And I used to just always have noise playing because I'm like, if I don't, then I'm just in my head, in my thoughts, but sometimes it's good to just be in silence. And I love that. But anyways, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in and thank you so much for the continued support with the podcast. It truly means the world to me. So excited to grow this community come the new year and just watch it all grow and come together. You guys are the bomb. I love you all so much. Make sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Now we'll chat with you all next week. Bye guys.